great divine day babies um i just want to give you guys some more insight when it comes to your fears babies you have to face them let me tell you why i'm in my bed i am tired too i've been tired for forever um my medical needs have um definitely been pushed aside because i have no money to do anything i literally have two dollars and 20 cents which is just enough for one bus ride only two and not from okay because when you take the bus the transfer that you use you can't use the same transfer for the same bus okay so i would be i could go to wherever i want but i wouldn't be able to come from so i just tell jehovah god it's just best for me to you know wait for a miracle you know it's not anything i can do you know all of my devices are hacked my computer is hacked my cameras are hacked my phone is hacked too i can only slide and get away with certain things depending on what time I do it like when I'm doing my podcast and posting stuff I gotta do it randomly I gotta be very quick like I gotta sleep for a really a good long time and then wake up but nobody is expecting me to you know and then try to post stuff I gotta maneuver it I gotta create additional fake accounts it's just so much that I have to do just to even release my podcast and to release information on TikTok and other avenues okay so there's a lot of reasons for everything. And then come to find out, don't you know that the North Carolina Unemployment Office as well decided to send, begin sending me letters every week after a while. Talking about um, this week, you're not eligible for uh, benefits this week. And I think I got three letters so far that said for a week I was not eligible, which is completely unfair. Now, by the way, I've never contacted North Carolina Unemployment and told them that I don't have a vehicle. I never told them I know that I don't have a vehicle. So that means that somebody from where I live contacted North Carolina Department of, of, of Unemployment and told them that I do not have a vehicle for transportation to get to work. And you know what? That's not true. Okay, I do have a vehicle. It's just not here with me. Also, keep in mind that whoever this person is that contacted them to 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 tell me I can't get my benefits for this week and that week, blah blah blah. You've been stalking me. You've been watching me. You know that my car is not in this parking lot. Okay, I find that very 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 interesting. Okay, now let me let you babies know something. I have not been applying for jobs outside of my home. I've been applying for work from home jobs. I have gotten a couple of offers. Look, babies, Jehovah is blessing me. Jehovah is with me. In the past, if anything happened with the job, it could take six months, seven months, a year, sometimes a year and a half before a person can find another job, right? I've been landing $80,000. The highest I've been getting is $80,000. Okay, Spectrum hired me at $80,000. I've I've had three job offers at at great companies. Lending Tree, which is where you go and get your loans from. They wanted to hire me for $80,000. They had an offer for me too. That offer was denied. Okay, 
that that off that offer was rejected okay i had spectrum my previous employee as well which i believe i spoke to them about the background check before but they haven't contacted me back about the background check and i reached out to them again that background check was denied as well okay i had linden tree i had spectrum and then i had uh, a, a terminex which is a pest control company that offered me eighty thousand dollars a year Okay, I've had job offers for me to work remotely. They've been denying my applications because of a false charge that my own sister put on me. And they come to find out when I communicated with my sister about it, she don't even care. She's laughing. Okay, I've been in, I've been a victim of injustice by every single body that I allowed in my life from my biological family to my neighbor acting like she wanted to be my friend that wasn't true to the the Jehovah Witnesses okay now if you go to Spectrum and you ask them Spectrum how was um, Miss Walter's behaviors at the job Spectrum has nothing bad to put against me because I was always jolly I was always happy I even helped my co-workers too sometimes my co-workers would not be feeling well she would say I got a headache I'm sick I would go down to the little convenience place that we had at Spectrum I'm sorry I would go to the convenience place that we have for Spectrum and they would have like little aspirins and stuff and I would go get my co-worker like a little aspirin and a little ginger ale ginger ale or something like that and I would give it I would give them to and I, that, I don't even remember I've done that for a couple of different women at Spectrum okay so if anybody go to my job and ask my job how well I've done they're gonna say she always used to make us laugh <laughs> we can hear Desiree laughing down the other side of the hall <laughs> they used to send the VP and and my team meetings and say that you laughing a bit too loud. What y'all doing here? Nothing. I just I am a happy, jolly person. Okay. And even at Windstream, if 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 North Carolina unemployment contact Windstream and they ask them about my behavior, I've always been happy, laughing, silly. They always used to tell me that I need to calm down because I was too happy for them. Okay, and if you ask my coworkers about me, I would have, I'm the only one that had the team ever cracking up. If I was not on that team, everybody would be dry. Dry rice, dry bread, and dry people. The whole meeting would be dry if I wasn't in that meeting. Okay, so if anybody want to go to my workplace, because I've spent more time at work than anywhere else, Okay, if you want to go to my workplace and ask about me, they're going to say, well, you know what? (laughs) Desiree used to be in here making everybody laugh and everybody smile. I was the person that put a a smile on everybody's face as weird as I may seem. I was more childlike than anybody else on the job. I mean, like, yo, what is Des so happy about today? Who knows? (laughs) Right. So if anybody goes in and asks my job and my employer about me, they're going to be like, yo, we enjoyed having her. We did. Spectrum didn't even want to let me go. When I left, when I wrote my letter, my two weeks notice for Spectrum, they didn't even want me to go. They were mad. You know, so, I mean, it is what it is, baby cakes. But I'm just letting I'm giving you guys more insight about why I am careless about what happens to my life today or tomorrow, okay? Number one, I love Jehovah God. So it's been a lot of things that's been said about me, and it's been all types of stuff that's been presented to me. Don't you know that at first I was like Jonah? I was in fear of this sex trafficking thing, and I ran away. 
I did. And the reason why I didn't let anybody know that I was going to Texas, because nobody cared. Nobody called me. Nobody asked about me. Nobody wanted to see if I was okay. I'm an orphan. I don't have any real family and any real friends. If I did, don't you know I would have been at my friend's house? It didn't work out like that, okay? And I wasn't a dumb, dead orphan either. I wasn't stupid about any of the things that I did. First, I went to South Carolina, okay? And I spoke to the man. I was on um, Zillow.com, an apartment finder and all of that, right? And that's how I found a little... um, jump a little jump off in South Carolina okay at first he wanted $7.95 okay for a four-bedroom apartment I said but you know what um could you lower that for me he said okay no problem I'll do it I'll give you $7.15 okay for a four-bedroom apartment okay now online the apartment and the unit had freshly painted paint and it was beautiful Okay. Now, when I got there, the doorknob wasn't even on the front door to the apartment. To the apartment. Okay. They sent the maintenance man to come fix it, and it was a it was crackhead city in South Carolina. Ain't none of the women out there have their nails done. It was hot. It was dry. When I went to the post office to get the to get the check, my uh, first month rent and security deposit the. They were sizing me up and down because of how I presented myself. My skin was glowing. I was beautiful. My perfume smelled good. I, at that time, I still had my hair jewelry and I still wore my earrings the way I have in the past. I usually would have one drop earring with a star and a moon, and I would do my drop earrings with a teddy bear. I created this new style with hair jewelry. I created that, and people loved it at work and everywhere I I went but let me tell you guys why I stopped wearing the hair jewelry when I was in Atlanta Georgia for a poetry slam one of the men at the poetry slam he told me he said if I did not know (laughs) if you did not tell me about yourself I would think that you practice magic I said why he said because of all of your hair jewelry I said what you telling me that uh magicianers wear hair jewelry like this I've never seen that a day in my life myself but uh, who knows that's what the man told me so that's why I stopped wearing hair jewelry especially the way I wore it because I didn't want anybody to you know me coming back to Jehovah I didn't want anybody to think that you know I'm I'm that I'm out here doing stuff that I have no business doing so that's another reason why I took the hair jewelry off too the nose ring is not correct okay now in Indian other countries where the cultures is different I probably can have my nose ring in my in my nose okay because that's a part of their culture that's what they do but in America that's not that's not the tradition therefore I took the nose ring out I have one piercing that's still on my face because it's $50 to remove and tell me I wasn't even able to get $50 to get this removed. I've literally been living off of like $20. And then, you know, when I got down to my last couple dollars, <laughs> I just held on to it because what can I do with $2.20? Nothing. Okay, I've called my father. I've asked Chester for $14 just to get my transcript because the high school transcript was going to open up the doors to me getting my money for college. 
Okay, and after paying for my classes, I would have had enough money to get everything else taken care of. My father called me. He told me, no, he doesn't have money. And that's a lie. But I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to just let it rock. OK, I asked my mother. My mother even at one point made it seem like she was going to help me. She said, Desi, how much is your phone bill? I said, it's like, you know, 300 something. Then when I called her and I spoke to her, I said, well, my you you asked me about the, the my phone bill. And then she dubbed me. OK, my mother is no better than my father and my entire family is extremely dysfunctional. I come from a family of hate, a family of fights, a family of setups, a family of rapists, a family of child molesters and abusers and then all because of my mother allowing all of these things to happen. Okay, so if you guys want to know some truth about my life, I don't have no mats, okay? It ain't no mats around here. I'm so sick of everything being thrown under the mat, especially with the black community, with the black families, including the Jehovah Witnesses too. No, 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 okay? Jehovah is the true God. We know that. We know that Jehovah has standards set in place to protect all of us. We know all of these things. However, I'm sharing my life and my experience as it is, okay? If anybody truly loves Jehovah God, knowing somebody else's story that's actually rare in this religion because this religion is quick to let you go okay if you're doing something that's against the law to jehovah he they quick to let you go but now because satan has so many apostates inside the kingdom hall and stuff like that we gotta wait for jesus christ to come and clean clean things up because the apostates are filled with divisioners and sex and apostates okay that's why i was let go and by by the way, I went online, not this week, not this week, but last week and a week before I was on JW.org and I was on there for 30 minutes one day and an hour the next day for two days for the past two weeks. I was on JW.org, not this week, but the week before that and the week before that one, I was on JW.org and I submitted at least 100 to 200 Bible study requests for the same address, 1701 Remount Road, apartment three. I've literally submitted a I've literally submitted hundreds of Bible study requests. I stayed on JW.org and I kept submitting Bible study requests. You cannot tell me that these people are still denying me. And I'm telling you, only the congregations in Charlotte, okay, that would be Greenville, Brookshire, Steel Creek, and Clare and Road. Those are the congregations in my territory. They still have not called me. They have not knocked on the door. No one has reached out to me to to, to lead me and making sure that I become a baptized Jehovah Witness. And when I had my vehicle, I was seen at all kingdom halls, including the main hall that I was assigned to. No one. Look, 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 look. When it comes to people, there's so many Jehovah Witnesses with blood all over their hands. You wonder why your legs is hurting. You wonder why your arthritis is worse. You wonder why your sight is getting worse. You wonder why there's so many wrinkles on your face. You wonder why you're feeling so great. It's because you didn't just abandon one of Jehovah's sheep. You kicked the sheep out. Okay. When the sheep came back, he abandoned me. The elders had little look. When I went to Brookshire, the last time that I went to this hall for the meeting, 
brother davis tim davis the one that took me off the school wrongfully not the school took me off as a publisher wrongfully look y'all tell me why he going to and i watched a woman go inside the hall before me jehovah was like hurry up and go inside right behind her and i'm just like you know jehovah i just want to find a nice little parking spot you know so i take my time and i find a decent little parking spot and when i get inside tell me why brother davis is going to ask me um well where do you want to sit I said, but you know, you can sit me wherever you want to sit me. I was being submissive to him, even though he was wrong. This entire relationship and how he treated me and the other David treated me, it was wrong. But I still presented myself submissive to this elder. And I said, no problem, Brother David, sit me wherever you want to sit me. The entire congregation sat in the front. He turned on the light in the back school. He lifted one blind and he sat me in the back school, isolated by myself okay he's still treating me wrong he's still not respecting me he's still not shepherding me he should not be a baptized elder this is not jehovah's rule this is not jehovah's law that you cause pain and affliction on jehovah's sheep especially when i come back at that from the world that they kicked and pushed me into michelle you know what babies I am giving everybody insight about my life. I'm releasing this podcast as is, okay? And I'm also going to mention too as well, some of the congregations that I've been to, some of you sisters' husbands is having a hard time. I don't know if he's watching pornography or what the problem is, but I'm letting you sisters know now, as you already know, some of you have husbands whose eyes is all around the district of single women that come into that kingdom hall without kids, okay? So I'm saying it as, is you must some elders and brothers baptized too must be watching pornography it is no way that you're not watching watching pornography because you're staring at me when i have everything covered every part of my body is covered and it's not like i went inside the kingdom hall wearing uh tight revealing stuff and all of that never okay so obviously <clears throat> So obviously some elders and some baptized brothers are putting their eyes on things that they should not. And I could say that because you're supposed to be focusing on your wife, not staring and undressing women with your x-ray eye vision. And I'm saying it as it is. I'm not hiding nothing. That could be a reason why nobody called me for a study because y'all having a hard time. You don't want me to physically show my face in a meeting. You don't want me to do that because you're having a difficult time. You, you guys have pushed me away because of my beauty not just my physical beauty but my intelligence this intelligence and wisdom that I had is divine it's divine wisdom okay and it's extremely attractive especially to men who are who have some sort of spirituality okay so I'm very confused um I don't understand Uh, What is going on? Why nobody has contacted me for a Bible study? Congregations out in Atlanta, Georgia have been calling me for a study, asking me if I'm still in Georgia. They're ready to study with me. Congregation in other states is calling me, uh, wanting to know if I'm still where the, the, at the hotel that I requested to study from. Everybody out of state is looking to help me, except for the people that know me. And y'all have known me. Davis, Tim Davis and Jason Davis knew me since I was in foster care. That's the way they met me. They met me from Margaret Vale in foster care. 
Okay. And I've been doing my very best to have a Bible study. You mean to tell me because of my beauty, my attractive and my intelligence, because I was so zealous serving Jehovah and I was seen in a ministry at every opportunity that you wanted to kick me out, throw me out wrongfully and tell people that I did something wrong. And then when the sisters come and ask you guys, why, where is Desiree? Where is she? Why is she not here? What did you do? All of you guys sit lined up silent because you knew that you was wrong. When men do the silent treatment and when men plead the fifth and they say they don't know, they actually do know. That's the same behavior that Adam had. Um, Adam, <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. Cain, what's going on? Adam is talking about it's the wife you gave me. He's making excuses. Okay. He's acting like, I don't know. This ain't my fault. It's her fault. Okay. He blaming the woman. Look at Cain. Cain is like, Jehovah said, um, Cain, where is your brother? Cain is like, am I his keeper? I don't know where he's at. Go find him. Okay. And when it comes to the elders, brother Davis, Tim Davis, Jason Davis, where is my righteous sheep? Desiree, I don't know. Am I her keeper? Did I not assign you as an elder and a shepherd to make sure she becomes qualified and becomes a disciple just like you? And you're telling me you do not know where my sheep and my righteous daughter of all of my people is at? You forgot when you did not follow the green book and you wrongfully and you did not even tell her what she did wrong. Okay. You didn't even tell her what she did wrong, Tim Davis. When she tried to talk to you again to settle the matter, you had a completely different offense that was made up and make believe. So you mean to tell me, Tim Davis, I gave you the authority and the power and I gave you instructions on how to shepherd my flock. And yet you decided to whip, torture and abuse the ones that love me sincerely out of the depth of their heart. This is direct. This is a direct statement. Do you want to know why? Because I was supposed to be baptized a long time ago. You did everything that that green book told you not to do. Everything that is not in that book is what you did. You made up your own laws in Jehovah's house and your own rules as far as how people should be treated. You came up with your own doctrines. You called me dogmatic, yet you are actually dogmatic. You came up with your own doctrines and religious beliefs and opinions about how loyal people that actually show that they love Jehovah, how they should be, how they should be treated. And by the way, at the time that I was attending Brookshire as an adult, I was homeless. I was homeless across the street at the shelter. And I was always seen at the Kingdom Hall. I would literally go to Greenville, Brookshire. I was also seen at French and ASL when I was 19. And I was home, not 19, when I was maybe 20 something and homeless. Y'all didn't know that I was homeless because I was always clean. When I told the sisters about what happened to me, they didn't know that I was home. They said that you was homeless. Yes, I was homeless. A few people knew that I was homeless, but clearly everybody didn't. Nobody knew that I was homeless because I was always clean. My hair was always done. You can never smell me. If you did, I smelled amazing. Look, baby cakes. 
I am very beautiful. I am very attractive and I'm very worthy. That's why it's been top dollar for my life for this sex trafficking industry. I've had exes that I've dated when I was 18 and 19 that offered me thousands. The the most that I was offered was 7,000 from my ex, okay? Men know that I'm beautiful, including the elders and the brothers at the hall. You cannot tell me that I'm not attractive. When you hand that mic to me and I give my comment, it is splendid. And when I stand up and sing for those songs, I am beautiful. I am 27, still holding on to my integrity, still holding firm to what I know and what I believe. And yet you mean to tell me you wanted to cause a division between me and Jehovah, which you elders want me to do. You want me to be like other women because there's no love. Okay. There's no love in the world. You did. You decided not to love me. You kicked me out and treated me worse than these men that don't know Jehovah because you wanted me to come outside, get pregnant, get raped, have my share in the world to come back with baggage. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a setup, this entire thing with these elders mistreating me. But it's okay, baby. It's all right. You know what? Because Jehovah still has been protecting me this entire time. By the way, the sister in Atlanta gave me a phone number to call an elder. I'm not calling you because the mere fact that I'm chasing you, you're supposed to be chasing me to make sure I become baptized and become uh, a disciple. It is not my job for me to be chasing elders. I should not have even been on JW.org submitting over 400 Bible study requests in less than four weeks, in less than three weeks, okay? I've shown Jehovah my persistence. I kept knocking. And you know what? I don't need to knock. I've submitted over 400 Bible study requests to the main website. Okay. I've even asked brothers and sisters around me. Do you know the meeting link to, 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 to Clanton Road? Nobody knows. When I did get a meeting link, the meeting link is for Mallet Creek. Okay. That's not even the correct. I called the congregation on Clanton Road. And Clanton Road gave me the meeting ID for Mallet Creek. It's so much confusion going on here. What is going on? And I also have receipts for that. I have text messages. The brother said, oh, I'm sorry. That was the link for uh, Mallet Creek. How do you call the congregation in Clanton and they give you the meeting ID for a congregation to territory you're not even in? Babies, we are living in 2022. The men that are in the, the look, look, the brothers that's supposed to be taking care of me, Jehovah God, something is not correct, Father. You look, you look down from heaven every day, and you can clearly see that something is not correct. What is going on here? Is my complaints valid? Or am I supposed to be punished again? Am I supposed to have elder retaliation just like landlord retaliation for me sticking up for myself when a man is doing something he's not supposed to do? That's correct. On my TikTok, maintenance continued to come in here without notice. And when he came in here and act, he didn't come in here and fix nothing. But, mm, sorry, nude in my home. Had Jehovah not told me to, to, to be proactive and barricade my doors, he would have let himself in here while I was naked in my home. How would that situation turned out? (sighs) 
So you know what, babies? Another reason I don't leave this house is because I've gotten too much unwanted attention. I lay in this bed all day hoping for somebody, hoping for Jehovah God to be this God that I know that he is to come help me. Because I cannot help myself. Everywhere I turn to help myself, there's a roadblock. Because I've decided to work from home. Even when I had my car, I was applying for work from home jobs. Okay? I never wanted to work outside because the outside is not for me. Everybody be like, we outside, baby. You outside with dogs, wolves, rapists, sex traffickers, liars, deceivers, set-uppers, and all types of schemers. I'm not going outside with nobody. I'll be in my house. So I don't like going nowhere, okay? I don't like going nowhere. And if anybody wants to know how I feel about marriage in 2022, I don't think that any men anywhere on earth is trustworthy and reliable anymore. They're not. Because these elders all have wives. Some of you have daughters too. You know, as a man, when you are not a Jehovah Witness, how men are on the streets because you were on the streets before too. In fact, you still down to this day have to fight the urge and inclination of seeing younger, more beautiful women than your current wife. Women that are virgins. <laughs> the, the little that's left, it is so rare. It is a needle in a haystack for a woman to say that she still is. Uh-huh. And it makes people laugh when you go to the OBGYN. They like that girl was in there screaming. And it wasn't even the spectacle. That big old thing, I wouldn't huh, shoot. I would never. That's all I can say because the thing is huge. Okay, so at the end of the day, you guys have not treated me correctly. And I'm releasing this podcast as is. Okay, there's so many men in this complex around me on a block. They call me fat. They call me ugly. They say I'm not worthy. They say nobody wants me. Even women have said these same things to me. Miss Renee, you said to you said to me too that nobody wants me. When your man was in your house in your face wanting to have sex with me too. This same man you disfellowship for that you say you want to marry? Including your two cousins as well. Can anybody tell me if there's any other men in the house that was fighting over me? When Jamarcus and his brother was fighting over me? Why you think they was fighting so furious? Men don't, look, look, men don't fight. To, to men don't fight as hard as they do for a virgin than they would a prostitute. Ain't no men fighting over prostitute over prostitute bodies. Okay, that's not what they do that for. To the point where you got to go to jail for it. No, they're not fighting over that type of woman. They're fighting over virgins. The the few that can say that they are in 2022. Okay, so when I got these videos on my podcast and stuff, and I'm talking about how men treat me, these same men call me out my name, call me this, they call me that, and it's the same men that got thousands of dollars sitting in their pocket right now wanting to buy me. How ironic. I'm releasing this podcast as is. 
I use no profanity, which lets me know that Jehovah God is really working on me. He's heard my prayers. The Bible studies I've been doing is working because I've been very, very angry the past couple of days. I have gotten two job offers that popped up. One is actually for business. Don't you know on a rise? For a rise. I applied for a rise when I was 18 and I signed up under this woman called the Miles Agency. I know that Jehovah has blessings for me because for years I have tried to start my own course in a job or company with a rise and I can never do it. This year a week ago matter of fact I believe on Thursday or Friday okay not Thursday or Friday maybe within the past five days I finally got everything fixed with the rise okay I know now how much a rise gives you as a business owner versus you working under somebody okay but I'm gonna let you babies know something too this money with the rise this work from home company called the rise that hires people. Let me let you babies know something. When, when Jehovah helps me get everything together, I am definitely going to recruit. I'm going to start hiring. Okay. It's other people like you guys that's working for a rise. You will actually be my employees. Okay. When you come and work for me and you want to work from home, I am going to provide your equipment. Okay. It's a lot of, there's not one company, not one company, um, that works for a rise that has their own work from home company. That's treating you right. Okay. There's so many reviews on BBB about the people that have their own work from home call center with the rise. They're not paying you anything and they're hiring you on as contractors. I'm not going to hire you guys as contractors. I'm going to hire my people as employees. And I'm going to make sure that you have benefits as well. There's no reason for anybody to be working in the United States of America that does not have health care. Health care runs everything. You need health care for yourself and for your kids. Okay. You need legal aid as well. I have a link to that too. Okay, I'm going to make sure my employees have legal aid and it does not cost too much to make sure that you have a good legal aid insurance company. I'm nothing like the average person. I'm not the average business owner either. Okay, even with my nonprofit, even with my own money, I've shown Jehovah that I take care of people. I don't take away from people and I don't rob or steal people. I solve problems and take care of people. That's what I do. Even down to my own last $40. Call Sister Martin that stay over there on uh, Beatty's Ford. Okay, go call her. Sister Martin never knew that there was a young woman that lived across from her. Sister Martin met me because I wound up preaching to her. I had a couple dollars that I had for these girls that was in the front. I didn't tell the girls to come to my car. Don't come to my car. Those girls was ready to steal the money outside of my hand. No, no, no. You stay where you're at or you go inside and get your mother first. That's what they did. I had their mother come outside. She didn't know who I was. I said I have. I introduced myself. I tell her my purpose and I handed her the money 
so she could do whatever she wanted to do, let the girls buy some snacks or something. And then the girls kept asking for something to eat. Mommy, we're hungry, hungry. The mother was like, I'll figure out something. She said, I'll figure out something to put together. If a black woman says, I'll figure out something to put together, there's nothing in there to eat. So with my last $40, I took 20 to get food for her and her children. We're not related. And Sister Martin never knew that it was a young woman that lives beside her. Y'all don't know a lot of stuff in that kingdom hall that you go to. That's Sister Martin has slandered my name too. But you don't even know that I set the foundation for a return visit for her at her place of residency. Okay, now if you don't believe me, go to Sister Martin's house and knock on that woman's door. I'm not releasing that woman's name because that's nobody's business, the name of that young woman that lives near her. Okay, that's not nobody, that's not anybody's business, but I'm known for preaching everywhere. Okay, homeless people that lit that 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 be standing on a block near off of North Tryon, gangs, all types of people sit on that road. I took myself trusting in Jehovah God with some literature and I went over there twice and preached to them. Some people liked it, some people didn't. In fact, there were two men out of all of those men that were homeless on that block that said, yo, what hole you want to go to? Because I'm going to come to your hall. In fact, one of them knows something about witnesses and about the organization because he told me, a matter of fact, he's different. He's different than those other ones because he's one of the men that I've actually took time to acknowledge and have a conversation with. I don't do that often. He was like, oh, because you know what? I can't study with you. I got to study with the brothers because I know that as a sister, um, I can't study with you. I got to study with the brothers. The, the mere fact that he said that lets me know that he knows something about the religion. He, he probably studied in the past. The boy, the young man said that I'm going to come to your congregation. So listen, people, when it comes to a woman, a good woman can lead men into everlasting life. They, I, it's possible the same way Jehovah God says, if you marry outside of the truth, or even if you're married to your husband, you can win your husband over without what, without one word. You don't have to talk. These, the, one of the men that seen me on a block, he followed me to the store. Okay. And when I was in the store, he spoke to me. Okay. So I won the heart of this man without one word because I didn't even see him when I was on a block, but he went straight down to Hardy. What is it? The Hardy store, the Woody's Woody's. Okay. He followed me to Woody's and he went inside and he spoke to me. I know that he was on a block somewhere cause he followed me to the store. It wasn't all of a sudden he was at the store cause I didn't see him at the store when I went inside. Okay, so I want this young man without a word. You mean to tell me that she over here with the watchtowers and the great Bible preaching? (laughs) I've never seen a, a, a person that's not baptized as bold as she is. And I'm known to be this bold when I love Jehovah throughout my history. Okay, so when it comes to marriage, 
I've seen no Boaz. I don't know any Boaz among Jehovah's Witnesses and out on these streets. I don't know any Boaz, any man that has protected me. Okay. I know one young man who is not a Jehovah Witness that protected me. And also his spirituality is impeccable. It is superb and amazing for him not not to know anything about what a divine woman is and what a divine man is. The young man helped me. He won a conversation in my heart without one word. When I needed help, he helped me without one one word. When I asked him questions about the, 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 the black amount he was smoking. Okay. I asked him questions. I said, why are you smoking it? I asked another question. Okay. You know what he said? He said, do you want me to put it out? He didn't say it with an attitude. He didn't say it with a loud temper. He put it out. I said, yes. Yes, I would like you for you to put it out. I didn't tell him to. I asked him why he was smoking it. And in return, he asked me, would you like me to put it out? And I said, yes. And he gave me no problems doing it because I don't smoke. When I sat down on a bus, he sat down right beside me. Thank you so much. In fact, there were two sheriff officers at the Cats Transit the last time I rode the bus. Okay, and they followed me until this young man sat down beside me. And until we engaged in a conversation, the officers left. Authorities are involved in demanding for my body. And you mean to tell me out of Jehovah Witnesses, 50 years old and good and seasoned in the truth, you don't know what a divine spiritual woman is attracted to? Because of my beauty, I'm so beautiful that you guys forgot the scriptures of what divine women are attracted to. And the 18-year-old boy, because he's not a man, okay, to the to the government, he's a man. But in my eyes, he is very, very young, and he is not ready to be a head of a household or a husband. But I'm going to let you know something really quick. Based on his behaviors and his characters, based on his understanding what I wanted when I asked the question, he read through my question and put the cigarettes out. He read through my problems and sat beside me. He read through my fear and walked me home without touching me at all. Me and this 18-year-old boy had no physical contact. And you mean to tell me that there's traffickers, men and neighbors that want me and none of you know anything about what divine woman like, including the baptized Jehovah Witnesses. So if anything, if I did marry anybody, he's 18. Technically, he is legal. He would be the first man that I would date. And that's a shame that somebody that ain't a witness no more about divine femininity and what a woman likes than you guys that's been in baptized for years. <laughs> so like I've been saying, when Jesus Christ said to be childlike, you need you 50 year old men. OK, that's good and old. That's that's Boaz age that also wanted to talk to me. If you want to know what I'm attracted to, you find the 18 year old boy that helped me. You need to find him and he's not a witness either. Find him and let this 18 year old boy get on a platform and tell grown baptized men, witness and non-witness what divine spiritual women are attracted to, how to get her attention, how to keep her attention and how to always be remembered. I remember him for his love, not for his body. 
<laughs> you know what, baby case? I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast as is, and I'm going to release it. I thank everybody for tuning in, for listening to me. I hope everybody has a divine day. <laughs>